Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you, let's talk about me, let's talk about us, let's talk about we, let's talk about wealth, let's talk about greed, let's talk being broke, living in poverty, let's talk about black, let's talk about white, let's talk about how we still fight for our rights, let's talk government, sex schemes and drugs, and let's talk about God, let's talk about love, let's discuss our feelings. Hey y'all, welcome to Blessed to the S. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Study. If you are new here, I'd like to welcome you to the best Bible study class that you will ever come across. If you are not new here, I'd like to welcome you back to the best Bible study class that you have been rocking with for the past 14 weeks, literally. Like, we just cleared out 14 weeks on the life and teaching of Jesus okay now I ran into some stories ran into some scenes where I was very much shocked very much appalled and overwhelmed by what I saw Jesus had to experience while he became known in the Bible and so if you was rocking with us then you already know how Jesus came about who John the Baptist was how Jesus had his disciples and all this good stuff of what happened to him all the way down to the portrayal of Jesus with Judas to Judas hanging himself to Peter leaving to Jesus getting crucified on the cross to him being put in a tomb for him rising again going out to be with the father like we witness all of that started all the way from Luke 1 and we ended it with Luke 24 with just you know different chapters in between very exciting times in the Bible very prestige times in the Bible very much like times that were given off wickedness and murder acts and sabotaging and manipulating conniving and all those things that still happen today now we're about to go into the next two weeks of learning even though I will break it down with a chapter a week we will be learning about the teachings of Paul now I've heard stories about Paul I've heard stories about him through the Bible basically like in and out stories not really enough stories to add up to me to understand where where Saul came in at where Paul came in at you know like how did he come about and things like that so I'm really interested in seeing what's about to happen as I dive into the teachings of Paul the life and teaching of Paul because I've heard stories about him I've heard my preacher speaks about him I've heard scriptures about him but now we're actually going to dive into it on our own and we're about to really find out what happened so get your bibles grab your bibles grab your notes grab your papers and pens and anything that you may need to join today's class with us we are two weeks on the life and teaching of paul we'll be started in acts 9 you can read from any version that you choose to i choose to read out an niv version that's just my choice but your choice can be your choice it's your prerogative do what you do honey i'm no judgment so if you are ready i am also ready and yeah let's go acts 9 the conversion of saul all right saul's conversion Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest 
and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him and he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Verse 7. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could not see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Verse 17. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. Saul in Damascus and Jerusalem. Verse 20. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. Verse 23. After many days have gone by, there was a conspiracy among the Jews to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night, they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to 
the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey has seen the Lord and that the Lord has spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Hellenistic Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the believers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Mm. Aeneas and Dorcas, verse 32. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up and all those who lived in Lydia and Sharon, Sharon, I don't know if it's Sharon or Sharon, saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha. In Greek, her name is Dorcas. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lida was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lida, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and he prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes. Seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Mm. And that's the end of chapter 9, you guys. I mean, chapter 9, Acts 9. Okay, okay, okay. So a little introduction into Saul. We don't get to see Saul actually murder people. We actually jump in on Saul's conversion. So boom, let's do a breakdown. Saul conversion. Meanwhile, Saul was around trying to kill all the people who loved Jesus and represented Jesus. I mean, he was taking them out. Men and women, he did not care. He was ready to slay you. If you love the Lord, if you love Jesus, if you said anything about Jesus, Saul was going to kill you, okay? He was on a hunt looking for the people to kill. But on his way to Damascus, he ended up being stopped in the middle of on his way to Damascus. And the Lord spoke out to him and asked him, why are you persecuting me? Saul like, who is this? Is that you, Lord? The Lord like, it's me, Jesus, the one that you are persecuting. Like, why are you doing that? Boom, scared the crap out of Saul. 
turned him blind and everything and basically made him regret that he was killing people he basically is like like well since you out here murdering people in my name now you're not gonna be able to see nobody who claimed that they love me you ain't even gonna know who to murder because you can't see nothing so blinded him the people that was with Saul, they was with him and they saw this shining bright thing, but they didn't see Jesus or anything, but they saw Saul talking to Jesus. But then when Saul was done talking to Jesus and he got up, he was blind. He couldn't see. Now the man was shook. They were scared. They like, oh shoot, I don't know what's going on, but we're going to lead you by the hand into Damascus because that's where we was going. So boom. Now in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord told Ananias in his dream that he was going to encounter somebody named Saul and that he needed to go over to Saul to help him. Basically, Ananias told the Lord that he saw Saul crucifying and killing people who believed in Jesus and stuff. But Jesus told him, don't worry about that. You need to just go do what I told you. So Ananias went over to Tarsus where Saul was and he ended up seeing Saul and he placed his hand over his eyes and head and he told him like Jesus basically was like tell him who I am and let him know what's the deal you know what I'm saying and so Ananias was like okay Jesus the one who appeared to you when you were on your way to Damascus he's the one who told me to come over here so you need to know that the Holy Spirit is real and Jesus is real and he prayed for him bada bada bing bada bam and then just like that like scales fell from Saul's eyes so now he's not blind no more he can see because Saul had a a witness with Jesus and he know that this was really happening he then too became a believer now he's declaring to people that Messiah is the real deal so boom he get up he get baptized now he declaring he don't care what nobody say because you got to remember he was a warrior and a fighter trying to kill the people who represented Jesus and now he doing the opposite he's trying to save people for those who's trying to persecute the ones who love Jesus and now he became on Jesus side now he going into the synagogues he preached he all up in Jerusalem he keeping it 100 he like Jesus saved my life I was out here blind I couldn't see I didn't know what was going on and Jesus came and he came and he did a work so now Saul is in Damascus and Jerusalem and he was just you know preaching in the synagogues he was telling everybody the son of God is Jesus and he was just you know declaring his word he was he became a preacher and not only did he became a preacher preaching about God he also became a disciple but the disciples was kind of scared of him because he was known for slaying them like like you was just killing us bro like now you're trying to be on our side like pick a side make up your mind but since we all riding with Jesus I guess we got to get with you and hang with you and be with you you know what I'm saying but they really weren't messing with him like that but they figure like well let's give him a chance well they didn't one disciple did so there was a disciple who name was Barnabas Barnabas was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? God must have did a work up in him because he was slaying us at first and now he's trying to be on our side. He's preaching the word of Jesus. He claiming what it is, what it ain't. So he told them how Saul on his journey has seen the Lord and that the Lord has spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul ended up staying with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem because now he was speaking boldly in the name of the Lord and he wasn't afraid to tell him what it is. So boom. Then a church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed their time in peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord, encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now I'm saying this is when they had a good time. So now Aeneas and Dorcas, around that time, as Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the Lord's people who lived in Lydda. Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas who was paralyzed, who 
had been bedridden for eight years. This man ain't moved. He been bedridden, meaning that he had to be up in his bed because he could not move, okay? That mean he was riding his bed coattail. That mean he could not get up. He could not stand up on his own. He was paralyzed, okay? Peter went to that man and he said, boy, get, get up. Move them wiggly legs. Get up. Pick up your mat. Roll it up. Get up. The Lord said, get your butt up. And boom, just like that. What the man do? He got up. He rolled up his mat. And everybody in Lita was looking like, oh, shoot, we've been knowing this man for a long time. And for eight years, he could not move a muscle. What did you just tell him? Like, they start looking to the Lord. Like, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, you are a healer, a way maker, and everything else. So in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tapitha. And in Greek, her name was Dorcas. And Tapitha, she would do a lot of good stuff for the people. Like, she was making clothes, doing all kind of stuff. From the story of what we got right now so basically she was just doing good deeds she's always had a good heart and all that but she ended up passing away so instead of them putting her in a grave or anything like that they put her in a house upstairs and had her upstairs and stuff you know what i'm saying lita was near Joppa. so when the disciples heard that peter was in lita they sent two men to him and urged him please come at once and when peter went to them and he arrived he was taken upstairs to the room where tabitha was aka Dorcas where she had died and all the widows they was all around they was crying and stuff because Tabitha was a really good person and so they really wanted her to come back to life and all that stuff so Peter was like okay y'all step out get out you know what I'm saying I gotta do some stuff with the Lord and talk to him or whatever anyways Peter sent all of them outside then he got up on his knees and he started praying and he said Tabitha girl get up girl get up and uh, she opened her eyes and she she saw Peter. She sat up and he took her by the hand and he helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, because the widows was going to be the one to say, yes, that was all God's work because they witnessed Tabitha dead. And yeah, he called her. And he was like, look what I did. You know what I'm saying? I brought Tabitha back to life. Everybody was like praising the Lord. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. This is good. Oh my goodness. This is really good. But anyways, Peter ended up staying in Joppa for some time with Tanner named Simon but ain't that good you guys like how did Saul go from killing people killing disciples killing any believers men women anybody who wanted to worship Jesus to now praising and worshiping God and preaching about him ain't that crazy how God could turn your situation around turn your life around turn your work around where one day you can just be so full of evil intentions angry hurt pain fear and all those things and then the moment that you may hear something inspiring or hear a word from the Lord or hear some type of uplifting music or something and it's funny how your mood could just change you know and I find that to be amazing that God did a work like that in Saul because he took the person he said I'm gonna use this person as a personal instrument <laughs> he's like uh, Aeneas and Aeneas was like um ain't that the man that was killing people but Jesus told him like nah I'm gonna use him as my own personal instrument so that he can can know that my name is powerful and he can't just be around here killing people who represent my name matter of fact since he want to be around here killing people in my name how about I make him praise my name and that's exactly what God do he blinded him 
and then he removed the scales off of it. I remember a time where I was blind and I could not see. And I never understood that passage or where it came from where he say I was blind and now I see. It's because we walk this world and we walk this world with scales on our eyes. We think we see something, but we really don't. Holy Spirit, I ask that you continue to remove the scale off my eyes. To continue to remove the scale off of anybody's eyes that want to see Jesus. Because I understand there's a lot of people in this world who do not want to see Jesus. They don't want to get to know Jesus. They don't care for Jesus. I mean, people take the Bible and they act like they can know a scripture too. And that their whole world is just magnificent, wonderful, glamorous. And that we don't need God and we don't need Jesus every day. But I kid you not, I tell you this. I need Jesus every day. Every day I need a new daily bread. I need him to remove a scale from my eye every day. Every day. Because I know that this world would try to continue to keep me blinded of things that I should know, things that I should see, and the things that I should feel when it comes to loving Jesus. And not just loving Jesus because it sounds good, but loving Jesus for the sake of my life. Because that peace that he gave and that love that he gives and the power that he left me, I need that. I need it every day. So every day I'm looking to get scales removed from my eyes, but I am excited to continue continue to learn about how Saul became Paul. And today was the day that we kicked it off. And I hope that you guys really enjoyed today's chapter today. You guys, I don't know if you even know, but you guys, you can get a free Bible study reading card. Like seriously, all you have to do is click the link and subscribe to the newsletter. And you're going to get an email that's going to give you a free gift. Get yourself a free gift. Get yourself these Bible study scriptures. Don't wait. Don't hold out. Follow all our social media links. Click the links all down below and just keep Keep in touch because we're going places, okay? We are definitely continue to move up and rising higher in places and the things that we do. And it's only going to be about a matter of time because I'm already getting up there. And I'm not just saying I am, but we already getting up there. I know on my Instagram page, I had barely just started that page. And now we already 400 followers of believers. These is people who want to know Jesus. This is people who want to read the Bible and who want to dive in the Bible. But they probably just don't know how. They are wrong rocking with us you guys me your cousin in Christ Wantra Levette Eblis Tobias and I'm so honored to be here to read the Bible I mean I I really do enjoy it these stories they get good now I know what happened in Acts 9 and it's pretty exciting to see the conversion of Saul and how that happened and I'm super excited for next week so you guys you have been rocking with your girl if you know somebody who has a problem with reading the Bible or just want to get to know God a little bit more because religion is just not kicking it and they want a real relationship with God then tell them to come over here and hang with us and you know chill with us for a little bit as we dive into the Bible a chapter a week as we just get to know God for ourselves and as we allow him to do a work in us every day so until next time you guys send to your mama your father your brother your sister your mother your uncle your cousin auntie everybody click the link below follow us on social media and just stay in touch i'll talk to you guys next time bye